Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Showtime draft week, draft eve. Welcome in PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by two handsome men. PHNX Cardinals, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock live at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. How are we feeling? Christmas Eve. That's right. Draft Eve. Hope springs eternal as far as this organization goes. Could they screw it up? Absolutely possible, but are we still confident in this new regime to go out there and make some exciting picks that we can get behind? Yeah, absolutely. Is there going to be a trade down? I don't know yet. I don't know anything beyond what I knew yesterday or what I've, we've tried to That's learn throughout true. this entire process. Uh, we're gonna we're just going to put it all on the table tonight, right? We're just yep. going to tell you everything we know going yep. into this thing that we've learned along the way from – Traveling to Mobile, Alabama, going to the Senior Bowl, going to Indianapolis, staying in just a house of horrors as far as an Airbnb that had uh, dolls all over the wall. I missed it. I missed it. <laughs> staying in there, staying out into all hours, talking to prospects, coaches, front office members. Uh, and, and then, of course, what we've learned from this new Cardinals front office, new coaching staff, what direction they could possibly go. They stick and pick at three. If they trade down, which stinks of desperation, according to Todd McShay, draft expert of ESPN. Can Shut up, Todd. <laughs> Shut up, Todd. Nobody asked you. Shut uh, your mouth, Todd just McShay. Mock a player to the Cardinals and shut up. No, you've got the <laughs> speaking of mocks, we are going, we're basically gonna step back and let the viewers, the listeners of this great podcast, yeah, actually the great listeners of this podcast. I wouldn't say yes. it's great. Uh, they're going to make the picks. We're going to go through their mock drafts and see which ones are the best. I've got some superlatives of these mock drafts as well. Can't wait to get into those. Uh, I can't wait to get into the BetMGM Sportsbook app, by the way. There's a new favorite off the top of the show to be the third overall pick. Uh, It's not Will Anderson Jr. It's not Tyree Wilson, thank God. Uh, It's Paris Johnson Jr. He's creeping up. He's creeping, creep, like TLC. Uh, almost to the point where you can't get plus money on Paris Johnson Jr. What the hell is happening? We're going to tell you right now. Um, so the franchise is on the brink of absolute chaos as it relates, Bo Brock, to pick number three. This franchise needs to hit a home run in this draft. They've got DeAndre Hopkins they have to deal with. Is that already done? We're going to talk about that. I do think they're going to end up picking at three. I'm going to make a prediction right now. I think they're going to stick and pick because of what you just said. I, I think the offers right now are not as robust as they would like. I don't think they're going to take 80 cents on the dollar. And I think if teams are calling up to take Paris Johnson Jr., which we've heard from Tony Pauline, among others, why not take him yourself? I think there's a real possibility the Cardinals take the Ohio State tackle 
third overall. How would you feel about that? What would you be your reaction at four peaks if that happens? Uh, well, I, I'm the I'm the meme of the guy looking at himself in the mirror and pointing at him and saying, "You will like this pick. You're going to talk yourself into liking Paris Johnson Jr. as a good, valuable pick at third overall." Seems a little bit rich as far as where they would be selecting. But once you kind of get away, what's really going to help this thing is time. And what really is going to help is obviously playing one of the premium positions, the tackle position, and the fact that you're going to have him locked in potentially for five years, four years plus the option year, the fifth year on the first round picks contracts. And you would have a guy right away, new regime, doing something completely different than the old regime and picking a premium position and somebody that's going to help back up and support and block for your franchise quarterback going for it. First move they really make, biggest splash move possible is going out there and getting the consensus top tackle. I'm already talking myself into it, but I would like to see them trade down and still pick a player like Paris Johnson Jr. I can't wait to go to my wife and say, honey, we're going to Paris and then holding up a Paris Johnson Jr. jersey for her, one of those fresh new white jerseys. Say, here you go. Can't wait to see you out at the lawn at State Farm Stadium this fall. And then she promptly divorces me. All right. Yeah. So no, I think I'll that's I, I think that's in the cards. But I also feel like this Tyree Wilson saga to me is interesting. It's fascinating. And I hope, and I said this on bets earlier today, PHNX Bets Daily Podcast every day at noon. I hope the Houston Texans save the Cardinals from themselves and take Tyree Wilson because it has long been rumored, we've discussed it, that Tyree Wilson is a preferred option for this franchise. I'm fine with it in a trade-down scenario. I would rather have Paris Johnson Jr. at left tackle at pick three over Tyree Wilson. I'm in that camp. I might be in a minority. That's okay. Give me the guy that went to the Big Ten powerhouse, Ohio State, that you know made the Final Four, was fantastic against Georgia over the you know a guy in the Big 12 that had seven sacks. I know we're talking about projections, but it does sound like Right now, Tyree Wilson is the favorite to go second overall. What would that do for the Arizona Cardinals and the landscape of pick three, Bo? Because I think it unlocks a ton of possibilities. It allows C.J. Stroud and Anthony Richardson to become available. It allows Will Anderson Jr. to be a significant, serious option for the Arizona Cardinals. I should note, by the way, I know I led the show with our guy Paris. Will Anderson Jr. is is close behind Paris in terms of the odds to go third overall. Yeah, and... That makes me upset because a month ago I took Anthony Richardson on the Bet MGM app, and it looks like I'm going to be a big fat loser, and no, that's fine. Not yet. Uh, not but as far as as far as those prospects, I I would say that the the scapegoat pick for the Cardinals here would be Will Anderson Jr. going too. No, like that takes their ability no, to pass in, on him away. I I think it's we do not want to have a scenario where on the clock tomorrow and both Tyree. And Will are available. And oh, the for sure. Pick Tyree Wilson. Sure. That's worse. That's DefCon five at Four Peaks tomorrow. That's the worst of all realities, in your opinion. Yes. Well, hundred percent. But then here's here's the best of all realities that if if C.J. Stroud is on the board and he's yeah. right for the pick, and for whatever quarterback hungry team fell in love with them, Monty Austin Fort can do this for our podcast listeners. I'm just waving around smoke, clearing up the smoke in this room because that all that smoke screening as far as teams and, and the way that they went after CJ Stroud and you know the C2 score something we had barely ever heard of going into this draft process uh how he scored in the 18th percentile allegedly uh and and the them going against and crushing CJ Stroud as a prospect 
Some team's going to say, you know what? We think he's our franchise quarterback. He's got good size. He's got great numbers the last two seasons playing at Ohio State. We think that he can buck the trend of Ohio State quarterbacks flopping once they get to the NFL. Justin Fields is trying his best at that. C.J. Stroud is going to give his best effort that as well. And I think a lot of franchises or quarterback-hungry franchises feel like they would have to, they would be put in a prime position to tab their franchise quarterback by getting to three and trading down with the Cardinals. That's the best of all realities. It is. Uh, John McClain, longtime Houston reporter covering the Houston Texans, is on the record saying he does not think it's going to be C.J. Stroud or Will Anderson or Tyree Wilson. He thinks it's going to be Will Levis. He came out and made that prediction today, which is laughable. Uh, plus 1,000 to go uh, third overall. Will Levis, though, on BetMGM, plus 250. Uh, Tyree Wilson, plus 150. So, I mean, we're talking about C.J. Stroud, plus 500. Uh, so, I, I... That's pretty I, on brand, right? I mean, they, they feel like there's similarities between Levis, his personality, and the GM there, and Nick Casario. That, weirdos not a good thing yeah like cocky but odd right yeah levis putting mayonnaise in his coffee i didn't misspeak there he puts he 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 puts mayonnaise in his coffee and then he drinks the coffee he also eats the banana with the peel he doesn't peel his bananas he just eats them straight up pick and spreads saying smoke smoke and more smoke it's a smoke screen i would agree with you to some extent when vegas though has cj strad that was once considered the quintessential, not only second pick overall, but first pick now plus 500. I mean, Vegas is not trying to blow smoke. Vegas is telling you there's long odds there. He's got the the fourth biggest odds to be taken second overall. That that's legitimate. I'm, I, I'm we were, I feel like instead of look, staring down a mock draft, I've walked onto the, onto Snoop Dogg's tour bus and I just can't even see through the fog two and feet in front of me. I just can't, yeah. I can't. And this is insane because Normally you can get to three to four, like a couple of years ago, the Falcons were kind of the linchpin of this, of this draft. And they go with Kyle Pitts after Trey Lance, uh, you know, last year, you can't even get to pick two without saying, just throwing your hands up in the air. Like, I don't know what's going on. And, and I, I, here, here's, here's why it, it is what, like that because Houston, like Indy right behind the Arizona Cardinals, the Arizona Cardinals, are at a disadvantage because the two wild cards that they're sandwiched in between the, the just how crazy these two franchises, two organizations, Houston is and Indianapolis is. And you know, the idea that, that Houston's saying, ah, oh, we're not scared on passing on a quarterback. Well, you should be, it's the most important position in sports and you're, yeah. and you're willing in a deep edge class to take some decent, you know, the top, defensive edge rushers in this draft over the most important position in sports, which would be crazy, but it would benefit the Cardinals. But the fact that we don't know which direction it's going, is putting Monty Austin Fort and crew in a holding pattern. And you look at it two ways. You could say, well, if they take a quarterback that, that hurts the Cardinals, because maybe that quarterback would have been a prime trade up target, but you could also say, well, no, we want less quarterbacks available. So teams have a sense of urgency to know they can't wait out Indianapolis. Um, we're not going to know definitively until tomorrow, but I sitting here today, I just feel like we're the Cardinals have been so vocal about trading the pick. And I know teams, six teams called them between, you know, the NFL combine and now at least six teams about moving up. Now that was before a lot of that was before the bears made their trade. And so maybe they were looking to trade up for Bryce young. I don't know, but 
Paris Johnson Jr., the infatuation with him is real. We we know it. They met with him at the Combine. They were at Ohio State's Pro Day. They used the top 30 visit. One of their earliest top 30 visits was on Paris Johnson Jr. And you wonder if that was the day they decided, hey, we feel really good about this guy. If we have to stick and pick, that we're going to put such an emphasis on protection for Kyler Murray. If he's the seventh best player in the draft, fuck it. We'll take him third overall. And yeah. I don't hate that mindset because – Outside of quarterback and pass rusher, the left tackle is the most important position in the NFL. And, I, and I'm not going to try to like put fear in Arizona Cardinals fans' hearts right now or in their mind. Like when I was out there today at, in, at voluntary minicamp, it's very early in the process. Uh, but DJ Humphrey's still uh, not practiced. I mean, he's out there working on the side with the rest of the, you know, who, who would be deemed, you know, unhealthy or injured players. So he's still coming back, it feels like, from sort of whatever back issue he was dealing with at the end of the season. And, and backs are a hell of a thing, man. I mean, it, it's it's definitely still one of the toughest things to forecast and diagnose as far as was, uh, injuries go. Was Josh Jones participating with the tackles, and was he at left tackle? We didn't get to see that much. We didn't get to see them, them line up in any formations. We just saw position groups kind of getting loose. Uh, it was open for about 20, 25 minutes. Uh, we do have an update to, you know, does Zayvon Collins have a new position? We'll get into that later. But uh, as far as the offensive line, it's, it's an interesting group, right? It's one that they've flooded through numbers where you've got guys who are versatile. You got a bunch of yeah. Jack of all trades on the offensive line, but masters of none, right? I mean, I think the only person, the only two things you can say uh, without a shadow of doubt is Calvin Beach and right tackle uh, and Will Hernandez right guard. But other than that, like it's, it's kind of a, a free for all. Yeah, and uh, people are asking in the chat, like, where does Paris play? I think he can play guard the first year, but sh- if if DJ Humphreys isn't healthy and they draft Paris Johnson Jr. and Paris Johnson Jr. is the starter, like during minicamp, and he doesn't falter, like DJ Humphreys isn't getting that job back. They'll cut DJ Humphreys, they'll trade him, they'll put him on the bench, they'll do a number of different things. They would probably have a have a sense of urgency to move him because the, DJ Humphreys hasn't played right tackle ever has he maybe in his rookie year i can't even remember it's been so long no his rookie year he was he was basically a red right he was he he was up i Um, I think he played right tackle just a a little bit it's been too long they have a right tackle in kelvin beecham and they have a swing tackle in josh jones yeah paris johnson jr gets drafted by the cardinals tomorrow like the clock's ticking if it hasn't already on dj humphreys and listen we saw dj humphreys you saw him today i saw him at the uniform unveiling he looks fantastic but he's also he's an old player and the Cardinals are not going to let players clearly, clearly under contract dictate who they pick as the next stalwarts at these positions in the NFL draft and beyond. So um, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, I think Paris plays guard the first year, assuming DJ is healthy. But if DJ's can, can anybody tell me right now, DJ Humphreys can make it through a 17 game season again? I can't. I think He's in a contract question. year. I, I don't think that's question. realistic at all. You know, and, and this isn't an indictment on DJ Humphreys. This is a testament to him thinking uh, beyond his football career. He's, he's got his own podcast, and it's more like driven towards, you know, uh, he, how he negotiated his last extension and stuff like mm-hmm. that. He's thinking about life after football. And and sometimes, you know, like when you look at this position, left tackle, it's one of the most important as far as on a football field, and especially protecting a player like Kyler Murray, who just inked this massive deal. So to protect his blind side, that is going to be so 
paramount for this organization going forward. And, you know, you could say, does he get enough snaps early on? Oh, man, are we watching the last regime again? And we're going to see another first round pick who plays around 20 to 30 percent of the snaps. And that that's fine. Like, I think the longer play here is if you get a player who, who projects like Paris Johnson Jr. does to be a starting caliber left tackle in this league. I think that that's an easy win for Monty Austin Fort and crew. Now I still will maintain. I'd love to see that in the trade down. Yeah. And I think if you get to pick seven with the Oak or Las Vegas Raiders, that's a realistic spot. And I think that's what's difficult for them because looking at the odds right now, Ben MGM is your best friend here in the next 24 to 48 hours. The who's the favorite to go fifth overall. You can't even get even money. Jalen Carter, minus 140 to be a Seattle Seahawk. Well, and think of what you want Jalen Carter. That helps the Cardinals, right? You would presume dumpster fire Indianapolis is taking a quarterback fourth overall. So then all you would have to do is assure yourself of Paris Johnson Jr. between picks six and seven. The Lions have maybe the best set of tackles in the NFL. The Cardinals, if they trade down from three to seven, are almost guaranteed Paris Johnson Jr. And I'm sure that's their mindset. Even if we take 50 cents on the dollar from what the Trey Lance Miami Dolphins deal was, if somebody comes up, if you trade the third overall pick to the Las Vegas Raiders for CJ Stroud, Will Levis is available. Will Anderson Jr. is available. If Tyree goes second overall, Jalen Carter's available. Christian Gonzalez is available. Devin Wither. You have a really good chance. I would say the best team. The odds to maybe steal Paris from you is Indianapolis at four, but we feel like they're determined to get a quarterback. Yeah. So I, I'm with you. Try to get from the Las Vegas Raiders at least their second round pick, and say, <laughs> hey, you want your you want your quarterback? Come up, give us your second. We'll call it a, de- a yeah. deal. And I love here that and control. here's and here. I love yeah, that. that. Did you see that? Everyone it, wanted time to build the O line, and now they have a chance to. And they're saying it's too early. Right. Or, or it's, just, it's just like, uh, you know, when everybody was asking for the full reset, get rid of Kime, get rid of Cliff, and they do it, and then it w- it w- didn't seem like it was enough, right? Um, I, I want to make another quick point here, okay. real, real quick. So be careful, because there are two schools of thought, and I might just contradict myself if I say this. <laughs> Don't believe the narrative that no one wants to trade up. Here is what definitively people are saying. No one has been able to meet the Cardinals' asking price as of now. Multiple people have come out and said that, which is very different than saying no one wants to trade up to number three. We've got 24 hours almost to the to the to the minute before the first round starts. That's a lot of time to find a middle ground for the Cardinals and another team that wants to trade up. Right. So I I I think that that's the biggest crock of shit where people are saying no one wants to trade up for these. No no no. What's been put out there is no one has met the Cardinals asking because the Cardinals asking price similar to DeAndre Hopkins is really high. Right. Well, and also like I saw this stupid tweet from McShay and I, I don't mean to drag McShay. No, uh, let's uh, do it. We're two for two on the show today, but like yeah. he said, it's been four seasons since there's been a trade uh, during the draft within the top 10, uh, I believe for a quarterback. I'm like, well, you know, Justin Fields, the the Bears, they moved up to get Justin Fields, albeit on the outside of the top 10. You had the pre-draft day trades that went down for Trey Lance. 
I mean, it just se- it just seems like there, there's so many qualifiers for yeah. that to be true and to think that it's never going to happen again or like that's in vogue as far as the NFL and, and, and how front offices operate and like, ah, oh, well, you know, we're on the clock. No way we can pull off a trade to move up. Bonnie Osford has offers for this deal. It doesn't feel like he's gotten the best offer. Maybe he'll go lean back on an offer that he's already got, but he's holding out hope. Uh, before he he pulls the trigger and making sure you know Houston does what he thinks they're gonna do and, and see if he can maximize this pick in order to really kind of jumpstart this rebuild and it, it's it's risky it's risky as all hell because you know but in in the worst case scenario you still could be put in a position to just stick and pick take the player that you love the most off the board right then and there but best case scenario you're able to trade down get future assets. And then also get a player that you really like. What I was complaining about last week about his kind of glossing over of, you know, maybe their affinity for Will Anderson Jr. It almost feels like they're making up for it now with how much they like Paris Johnson Jr. Like shit, guys, if we don't get a trade offer, we'll just take Paris Johnson Jr. Yeah. Put it on the on the bet sites. That's who's gonna be the third overall pick. He has almost replaced Will Anderson Jr. Remember the remember the presser last week? He's a, Will's a good player. And I said, yeah. there's no harm in, you know, building Will up for people to think that you're just going to take him third overall. I think they're kind of maybe retroactively rethinking that and talking about Paris Johnson Jr. We're going to talk about DeAndre Hopkins, his ever-changing market. But first, I mentioned it ample times. Right now, the best time to get on the BetMGM Sportsbook. Right now, new customers click into the NBA playoff matchup of your choice. Signature bet tab. Fantastic. We got the Phoenix Suns advancing to the Western Conference semifinals and better time to team up with BetMGM than right now today and we got special offers all this week into next week speaking of the NBA which player is going to win the tip off player x to make a 30 plus point field goal any two teams to make four plus threes there's a ton of stuff and then my baby speaking of the NFL draft you do the NFL draft predictor challenge answer 10 questions for the chance to win 25 bones and withdraw bonus dollars miss out on that grand prize answer seven plus correct for that Sweet, sweet bonus bet promotion. And under the promotion tab, all you got to do, find Draft Predictor Challenge. You got to enter by manana, by tomorrow, by 4 p.m. Pacific time, just an hour before the NFL draft. So go and do it now. And by the way, come out, watch parties. Phoenix Suns, postseason, away games, presented by Neutral with our friends at BetMGM Sportsbook at the Great Lawn at State Farm Stadium. Can you say $6 rally, the Valley Margaritas, Hell yeah, we expect a long postseason run in route to a championship for our Phoenix Suns. We're going to do it with our friends at BetMGM. If you have not signed up yet, check out BetMGM Sportsbook, the app, the premier gambling app. Use that bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live, but for our friends and family here at Arizona, you're going to get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you're using that bonus code PHNX. And now, before he goes bon voyage to Mexico tomorrow, Check out the show notes and listen to our guy Shane in the disclaimer. Disclaimer, 21 plus to wager. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in Washington, D.C., Mississippi, Nevada, New York, and Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369, New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA, 1-800-522-4700, Kansas, Nevada, 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts, 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. Pleasant travels, our friend Shane. He as he heads uh, 
Head south, right? It's going to be great. But there's a buzz around here today. Everybody's pumped. One, the Suns, they closed it out last night. Devin Booker is a god. And then, of course, D-backs just won their game today. There's winning, 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 and the winning continues tomorrow. Four peaks. The whole squad's going to be there from PHNX Sports. There's not going to be a game six for the Suns. Instead, everybody's going to be hanging out with you, me, Johnny, the entire crew, PHNX Sports at Four Peaks. You don't want to miss it. You wear your PHNX Sports gear. We're buying you a beer. That means we're going to get you that $3 lager. Yeah, we're going to get you that $5 Redbird lager pitcher if you want it. How about $3 kilts, $3 wows? Come and hang out with the show all first round long. Whether the Arizona Cardinals are picking third, if they trade down, maybe a couple times. Maybe they're on the board a couple times. You're going to witness it live with us. We're going to break it down with you at Four Peaks. Enjoy the booze, the brews, of course, the first-round festivities, of course, the great food. You get the appetizers, the entrees, and the desserts, everything you know and love about Four Peaks. Come join us for the first round of the NFL Draft. Cardinals, they're ushering in a new era do it with us at Four Peaks. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy the beer. Cannot wait to see you. Pac-Man at it again. Pat McAfee uh, Show, our number one source with DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> the Pac-Man, whose number one source is probably DeAndre Hopkins, texting his phone. Went on Pat McAfee, doubled down today, said that DeAndre Hopkins will be traded tonight or tomorrow, right? He said earlier in the week, look out for Thursday. Well, he's doubling down on that. Said the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs, two teams that we've previewed and mentioned on this show about 100 million times since this has started as the two most likely destinations over the past four to six weeks. Um, love this. Put them, pit them against each other. People are throwing in Baltimore. I don't think that's realistic, but hell, why not? Uh, I, I, I have a sinking feeling, a good feeling, I should say, that we're going to see the return result for DeAndre Hopkins, and we're going to be pleasantly surprised. We're going to be surprised in the best possible way that Monty Austin Ford waited this out, put a sense of urgency on these teams, low-key finding out this receiving core maybe is a little bit ass, and now they're <laughs> going to they're gonna benefit from it. I, have no, I know nothing. I just have a feeling this. a lot of people on this, this the Twitter streets, on the YouTube streets would lead you to believe Hopkins was going to go for a fourth about three weeks ago, salary dump. Remember Albert Breer, our friend of the show? Cut him. They're just waiting for teams <laughs> to cut him. Why on earth would this be announced tonight or tomorrow if it wasn't for, I would say, a, a pretty nice package of picks? It's it's tough to decipher through all, you know, on the Twitter streets, what's what's fact, what's fiction. But you got Lamar Jackson, who is just, he's, as far as his tweeting, his, his maybe even borderline trolling, putting out just like the SpongeBob gif yesterday you don't know if it's about his new contract potentially you don't know about if they're adding d hop to their wide receiver core that they just added obj to or the chiefs as you mentioned the bills you got three teams right yeah and everybody was saying how many for all those months with green bay and the jets green bay has no leverage green bay is not going to get anything of yep. that you expect them to get in return for aaron Rodgers. that is it's a divorce it's inevitable they'll be lucky to get what a second round pick they get the pick swaps. They get future picks. And Aaron Rodgers is wearing gang green. He's wearing a Jets uniform. Same thing, same feeling with DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're going to yeah. get fine package. Same thing for th third overall pick. Once you put these teams in a spot of desperation, they have only two ways to go. One is to walk away from the negotiation table or to, to, to buy into what Monty Austin Ford is asking for both assets, third overall pick, DeAndre Hopkins. Now, those don't have to be 
exclusive. They, they can be separate, and he could he can maximize the value of both of those. But it's exciting. I mean, it, it's only it, it's a bummer that we're not going to watch DeAndre Hopkins play football in Arizona Cardinals uniform any longer. But in order to take one of those assets and flip them, turn them into something to where Monty Osafort can use it as ammo to bring in young players they can draft and develop. Uh, it, that that's exciting from that standpoint. Yeah, I just keep going back to the to the notion that if I'm a team picking on day two and I'm thinking to myself, I'm trying to save my job. I'm a general manager. I'm a head coach. Do I want, I don't know, that like that 5'9 kid from North Carolina, what's his name? Uh, Josh something or other. Do I want Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee? Josh, do I want Josh Downs from North Carolina <laughs> for my second round pick? Or do I want motherfucking DeAndre <laughs> second round pick? Maybe I'll take this gadget. Well, it, it's like Les Snead during the 2021 season, right? I mean, Les yeah. Snead, when, when teams were balking at the asking price for a Vaughn Miller, yeah. adding a guy like Odell Beckham Jr., he was aggressive. And a lot of, you know, you, it will pay off sometimes. And if you're aggressive and you use your assets that you have and you're willing to maybe just come over the top a little bit. And in this relative to what I'm talking about, come over the top, I'm not saying first round pick. I'm not saying second round pick or maybe a second, but a late second or a, a early third round pick for DeAndre Hopkins that you, you should be, you, you will likely be rewarded by the play on the field by nuke. Don't you yeah. think? I mean, it just seems he's a hall of famer. He's a bit, he's a big time all the player. Reasons to say no. That's a lot of the, the part of the, why the Twitter app exists is people want to poo poo things and they want to say no, but it's when you see the play on the field. I mean, I saw uh Ravens fans, you know, just highlight reel after highlight reel of Deandre Hopkins. Can you imagine what this guy would look like in a Ravens uniform. It gets the people going. You want to energize a fan base that has been just completely just blindsided and pummeled by bad news that they could lose their franchise quarterback and they can never get any top wide receivers to come to Baltimore and play with Lamar. And you could land two of the best in the last what decade. I, I mean, I think that I, that would be a big win or get I, anybody to play with Patrick Mahomes. I, I think there is so much pressure on the Buffalo bills this year to win and overcome that stinker of a season last year to somehow, I mean, they've been overtaken by Cincinnati and Kansas city and you've got Jacksonville on their tails. Let's see if the chargers get their act together. Like Buffalo is in a division now with Aaron Rodgers, right? They're in a division with bill Belichick and then, you know, Tua and Mike McDaniel, they made the playoffs last year. I, I think there's a real sense of urgency You've seen ever how many players for Buffalo have come out and said, we want DeAndre Hopkins. He needs to be here. We've got to make this happen. Von Miller, a bunch of players. And then you see DeAndre Hopkins saying, I respect everybody with that franchise. I, I love Stephon Diggs. I love Josh Allen. Can you imagine if the Kansas City Chiefs have the best standing offer for DeAndre Hopkins and the ridicule that the people in Buffalo in charge would take? <laughs> so if this if this if this goes down, you're staring Aaron Rodgers and Robert Sala's defense. You're Buffalo, and you're like, oh shit, we we might. Josh Allen's not losing his job, but right. their GM, their their drafts have not been good lately. They, name one impact player that they've drafted recently. Their their coach got outschooled and outclassed in the first round of the playoffs. Badly outcoached, got undressed by Lou Anarumo and company in that Cincinnati Bengal loss in the snow. They desperately, yeah. desperately need DeAndre Hopkins. And if they're sneezing at the asking price, I would stick it right in their face and say Kansas City 
has a standing offer. It's their second round pick. You better fucking pay up. Little, and I, little, I think that's exactly what's happening. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and like a little respect, though, it's it's Arizona Cardinals coaching candidate. Great. Lou Anarumo. Yeah. Uh, coaching you, finalist. We really appreciate you. <laughs> but I mean, you've got Sauce Gardner in that division for the foreseeable future. Who's clamps. It's like he's going to take care of wide receiver one. Like you might right. get one here and there, but he's he's in his second season. He's legit. He's going to be playing for the Jets, and and you need other options. And you know, I think last season when you saw what what happened with Buffalo, and you know they had Gabriel Davis emerge in the postseason, the previous postseason, I should say, and then the expectations where he was last season, and he kind of balked at those. Like you need a legit second threat. Kansas well, City's got Kelsey, and, and they're going to yeah. have to figure out. They're maybe a little arrogant to think. But they have the benefit of the doubt. They can they can take a step back right. for a year. They, yeah, just I mean Brady and, and the Pats and year. Belichick went through it too, like this this facelift and this evolution, right? And and Patrick Mahomes, or in Brady's case, he just had a revolving door of of guys that were his his skill position players, and some worked and some didn't. But you know, like if you if you really want to rely on you know Sky Moore and Justin Ross, who redshirted his his rookie season at a Clemson. And then just continue to to just go to Kelsey well and see how far that can take you. That's fine. And then pivot when you have to. That's fine. But like Buffalo, the, like you said, pressure's on. You you have to bust through that ceiling that you haven't been able to bust through in the last two seasons with those expectations J- sky high. Jalen Player with a comment. I'm sure a lot of people are thinking in the chat. Every time I hear you guys try to sell DeAndre Hopkins to other teams, I wonder if you're thinking. If he's that damn good, then why don't you keep him? Uh, I'll give you uh, a case in point. Go look at PHNX underscore Cardinals. Go look at the quarterback room for this franchise right now. Uh, we might as well get you know some people in the chat to go play quarterback for this franchise. <laughs> Jeff Driscoll, with all due respect, Colt McCoy can't even throw right now. DeAndre Hopkins, even as great as he is at $30 million, with whatever the Cardinals are going to trot out before Kyler Murray, and we've got some time, that's not good business sense. This this that just It's just not. Plus... He can help kickstart their rebuild and expedite it if you can get premium picks back. The Cardinals are not on the same timeline. This is not a newsflash than Buffalo and Kansas City and these teams trying to get over the top and win another championship. So, um, I, you know, I got messaged by uh, a Buffalo writer, and, and he told me, he said, yeah, the Bills, you know, they should have a, an extension for Gabriel Davis soon. And it made me think, like, awesome. So you can continue to lose to Cincinnati and so you can continue <laughs> to lose to Kansas City. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is a better receiver than Stefan Diggs on most Sunday. And I'll stick by that. I know he's older, but if 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 DeAndre Hopkins had Josh Allen's and Kirk Cousins his entirety of his career, I think it would be a different story. Um, but yeah, I mean his just, Diggs's availability has been puts it gives him the edge for me the last two seasons, but no, I, I when, when he's when he's healthy, obviously right. with that qualifier, it's 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 tough to to yeah, tell the difference. Good. They're both wide receiver ones. I, um, I just want to just I want to do a standing ovation to Monty Austin for when this trade goes down, and it's and it's what we <laughs> hope it is, and just bring up every news clipping with our friend Albert Burr on it saying that the Cardinals <laughs> should drag should, Albert Burr. Should, should, been so I kind. don't want to, but I'm like, it's like we literally were, were reaching for news that, that we right. had to put out there that well, the Cardinals and he, were going like to cut I, DeAndre I Hopkins. This, I've maintained this. Who are his sources? It's the Patriots. It's the Patriots. Yeah. It's New the England pa- cronies. And the Patriots just want, they want it to, to drive the price as far down as possible. And they started feeding them. Uh, I don't know. 
just crap. It, it wasn't good. And bad to, to, to actually go public and say teams are waiting for them to just outright release them. That'd be absurd. So, you know, if, if the cards can get that $30 million cap hit off their books this year, you know, and, and you add it to what they have now, which is uh, at relative to this point in the off season and what they could go into the season with, you know, they're going to have quite a bit of cap space left and potentially roll over some into the next off season, which would be huge and, and get, uh, Nook's big cap hit off for the remainder uh, going forward. So, do we want to get into the mocks now, or do we want to get just kind of recap practice a little bit from today? Why don't you recap practice? I want to know about Jeff Driscoll and his throwing motion, <laughs> and I want to hear, I want to hear how Isaiah Simmons. We how had, did Isaiah Simmons look on the practice field, Bo? Look, we had some sights and set. We had some sights from practice, uh, producer Jacob. If you could bring those up, just uh, as as Johnny mentioned, you didn't see a whole lot of Colt McCoy out there. Here we have. McCoy Ooh. and the quarterback crew electric. Look, look at this. Uh, yeah, you'll just, you'll just tuck it there. And then you've got the, <laughs> the magic man, David Blau there. So he, this one's the interesting cause you got Zayvon Collins and he's hitting the sled. Right. And you've got Majay Sanders behind him. You've got, uh, you, you've got Victor Dubikaji in this group. You've got Dennis Gardeck. You've got cam Thomas. What do those guys play? Johnny. Uh, they play edge rusher. They play edge. They play outside linebacker. Zayvon Collins, I thought he was a middle linebacker. I thought he was an inside backer. Well, it doesn't seem like that's how Jonathan Gannon early on is viewing Zayvon Collins. I asked him about it. Producer Jacob, we had Jonathan Gannon talk about Zayvon Collins here and him playing outside linebacker. We'll see. I don't know that. I um, yeah, we had him there. I think this these last two days, and he's uh, he's doing a good job. What I love about Zaven is that's the type of makeup that you want in your players. Is coach, I, I'm willing to do anything that you want me to do to help the team. And when you have a bunch of guys like that on your team, you have a good chance to win. Um, do you have a good chance to win? When your ex-GM goes on Dan Patrick and says that Draft Day is probably oh the most God. accurate, one of the most accurate movies I've ever seen. What about that? <laughs> as far as flying, the closest experience I can find in cinema, cinema is Soul Plane or Snakes on a Plane. <laughs> <laughs> that is the that is Steve time. Thing. Draft Day is the most so much realistic damage to draft this franchise. <laughs> so his last Steve Kimes last two first round picks that he made, Zayvon Collins was an inside backer, is now playing pass rusher. Before that, it was Isaiah Simmons, who was not on the field, who's not going to get his fifth-year option picked up, who in his fourth year doesn't have a position. That's it. Congrat- Applaud Steve Kime. Great fucking job. Awesome job, Steve. Well, Great job. You, and then you look at the the inside linebackers, so I, I kind of w- went over to where the inside backers are, and you got Kazir White there. They're, they're top signing this offseason. Yeah. He'll call, call the defense. That. You've got, you know, Josh Woods, you've got Zeke Turner, guys who are slight for the position, right? They're probably 220, 230 max, you know, a little bit undersized playing the middle of that field. They're not big boys like Zayvon Collins. And then you look at, you know, who's in that pass rush room, like Zayvon Collins, 6'4", 260. I mean, the size is more like a 4'3 edge, isn't he? Uh, Yeah, and I put this on Twitter, and it just... uh, it's a big reason why I wasn't bullish on Simmons to begin with, but now it's like the writing's on the wall with Zayvon Collins. It's like they want a big, robust front four, huge men, right? 
That's 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 where they want their blue chippers. Then they want three about five eleven, six foot, six foot one, overachievers, guys, rah-rah guys, coaches, you know, coaches on the field, linebackers that are going to be undrafted, that are going to be late round picks, that are going to make no money. That's what they did in Philadelphia. That's what they're gonna that's what they do in Tennessee. Go look at Tennessee's linebacking core. I bet you couldn't name one player on Tennessee's, you know, linebacking core. I'm not speaking to anybody disrespectfully. That's just, you know, I couldn't name one for Tennessee. <laughs> that's that's what the Cardinals are gonna do. We should not be surprised. And Joel in the chat, I mean, he speaks for a lot of people. It's like Cardinals took these linebackers. They're not linebackers. The car the real the adults are in the room now, and they've watched tape of Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, and they say, okay. This is what these guys do, and these is what they don't do, and blah, blah, blah. They're, they're not – I'm not surprised at all. This was the – you sent that to me today. I'm like, this is the least surprising thing I've ever heard. <laughs> uh, as far as Isaiah Simmons, um, he was not on the practice field oh. uh, due to reports. Arizona Cardinals, uh, azcardinals.com reporter Danny Sarek said that he was in the building. Uh, I didn't see him out there. He wasn't on the practice field. Jonathan Gannon said that there were – players that were there but in meetings but then when asked about his fifth year option this is what Gannon had to say uh probably a better question for Monty but uh you know we take it one day at a time and then make decisions with all the information that we have so you really wouldn't answer that but look today Chase Young had his fifth year option declined and it's a little bit easier with Chase Young than if Chase Young in a contract year balls out his fifth-year option number, if he makes a Pro Bowl this year, would be his second Pro Bowl. Isaiah hasn't made any Pro Bowls. If he made oh, he hasn't. second Pro Bowl, his his fifth-year option number goes up to about $19 million. And then as far as what it would take to franchise tag a defensive end, it's about the exact same number. So Washington has the advantage of declining the option but also having the opportunity to keep the player if they can't reach out a multi-year extension – but they don't have to make the decision now. And that that's the, that's the advantage there. Where the Arizona Cardinals don't have that with Isaiah Simmons. And as far as the disparity between what he would make on a franchise tag, which is not in the question, it's $20 million for a linebacker. Plus, you got as far as what his fifth-year option would be, it's around $12 million. And I don't even think they want to spend that. The deadline, AK deadline, is Tuesday, May 2nd. Mm. Right. You can wait until the eleventh hour. It ain't coming. Mm. <laughs> what are you doing? Mm. You doing your Kermit drinking out of a teacup? There is mm. that what you're doing? Oh, it turns out the guy doesn't have a position. He's not getting twelve point five million dollars <laughs> next year. Oh, okay. The guy who got benched by Vance Joseph at the start of last year, not happening. And I would say, if it wasn't for an injury right now, like could Isaiah Simmons pass a physical right now, or is I or is Isaiah Simmons? Not on the practice field because he's about to be traded in the next three days. Consider, it's a, consider, it's, it's really interesting. I was talking to our guy, Howard Balzer, and he was giving the details as far as financially what that would mean for the Arizona Cardinals. He would be – so if you don't pick up the fifth year, right, it, it, you've, you've got most of the guaranteed money in his rookie contract spoken for. He's got a roster bonus that goes into effect come training camp. So – you know, if there's a team, beauty's in the eye of the beholder. It, it's just like something you've got to figure out if any team views him as somebody that they would trade anything for. But here's here's another thing that here's here's the scenario that that's probably likely, right? They decline the option. 
They get Isaiah back up to speed health. You know, we date, it goes back to league meetings where we asked Gannon about Simmons and he said he can't wait to get him on the grass or whatever. He's doing good health wise. And he touched his shoulder with something and an undisclosed injury. Uh, and so he wasn't out there today, but it could very well turn out that Isaiah Simmons is playing snaps for this team in a contract year next year and is out of the tutelage of Nick Rollis and Jonathan Gannon and could have a good contract year. I think that we are naive to believe when literally everybody outside of Kyler Murray on this roster is on notice. Isaiah Simmons could very well be rehabbing or he could be put on ice like Hopkins was at the end of last year because this team's going to trade him, that this team's going to trade him during draft weekend. I'm not saying that that's likely. It's probably unlikely. I don't think this show can dismiss that notion at all, Bo Brock. No. Uh, what, what, what would it take for you to part ways with Isaiah Simmons? If Isaiah Simmons, what, if you got a phone call on Isaiah Simmons, what would you need to move him? It's the Jeffrey Okuda deal. Third round pick, Jeff- right? Then they get no, a third. Jeff- you got a fifth round pick. Fifth? Oh, boy. Uh, fourth you. round pick. <laughs> I think Simmons at least proved to be a better, more productive pro yeah. than Jeffrey Okuda. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't think they miss him out there right now. You look at you look at what they've di- done in the offseason. Somebody said in the chat, they're going to draft a linebacker if they have enough picks. They're going to draft some kid on day three. They're going to bring in a bunch of undrafted free agents. They would rather prioritize in a season that, not a lost season, but a rebuilding year. Why are you giving Isaiah Simmons snaps if he's not going to be part of your team long term? Answer hey, me at, that. Riddle me that, Bo Brock. Look at who started for Philly. TJ Edwards was an undrafted free agent out of Wisconsin. Yep. And then Kazir White, who was kind of not a journeyman, but he was a guy that was a low, small, you know, maybe minimum signing uh, yeah. in, in the league. And, and then Gannon was able to develop and he had a really good season for Philadelphia last year. So those are the that's what the profile is for that position, because it's, it's not a premium position. And, and you even saw the Bears last year weren't willing to pay that position, even with a player, the caliber of Roquan Smith, the upwards of 20 million dollars. Uh, for for that type of productivity, could could Isaiah Simmons be included in a DeAndre Hopkins deal? Like people are speculating, could he go with Hopkins? I don't think so. I think they'd have to be their own individual deals. Well, Hop and was I, in town. Hop's in town, right? He's yeah. in Phoenix. I saw on his Instagram story. He's actually down the street from uh, the studios here. He was at some uh, clothing store. Uh, he wasn't wasn't out on the practice field. I don't believe he was one of those guys that was in meetings. I doubt he was at the facility. Yeah, uh, but if Simmons was, I mean, there, there's a difference there, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I Simmons is probably just rehabbing. I, I'm probably reading too much into this. Yeah, but I also you never do that. No, I don't. But I also <laughs> listen. The fifth year option was never in play. Once we saw how who once we saw who was hired as GM, who was hired as head coach, it did not make sense. If Vance Joseph, or excuse me, not Vance Joseph, let's say. Adrian Wilson was still, you know, around. He was the GM or Quentin Harris. Then there was a better likelihood because those guys were a part of drafting Isaiah Simmons. All those people, a lot of Isaiah Simmons supporters and detractors, but supporters are gone. They're not. They're not around. They're not making the football decisions anymore. Yeah. And you've hired two individuals who thrive in taking underachievers at that position. I love underachievers at a lot of positions. You need blue chippers at left tackle and defensive tackle and def- an edge rusher, right and quarterback. You can get by with some of these non-premium positions, running back, right, and 
linebacker. That's why Kime was just he's such a joke because he was just it's like the Cardinals would literally have a have a budget to go grocery shopping. And instead of getting milk, bread, and eggs, he would come back with a Nintendo <laughs> Switch. Sorry, everybody, we can't have dinner, but check out Animal Crossing. You want to play this game with me? Oh, everybody's starving. Too bad. I got another inside backer, eighth overall. I'm going to play him everywhere. You're going to love it. This Nintendo Switch, we're going to do everything with it. That was Steve Kahn. <laughs> RIP, pour one out for Steve Kahn's tenure uh, drafting players for this oh, franchise. Man. I would let, I literally let Kevin Costner draft before Steve Kahn at this point. Um, right now ahead of the, uh, NFL drafts, take a second, splurge a little bit at not a premium price, by the way, if you need some fresh gear for this spring, check out our friends at pins and aces, your golf games on point. We know your draft games on point. Check them out. Best golf apparel accessories out there. Use that sweet, sweet promo code PHNX to get 15% off. One of my favorite polos I have is from pins and aces, fantastic quality, breathable fabric material the official golf apparel partner of all city and PHNX. Check out Big Drive Energy wherever you get your podcasts. Again, we love our pins and aces gear. I wear my shirt, Bo Brock. It's like a unicorn type of shirt. People come up to me and say, where'd you get it? How did you get it? It's pins and aces, baby. Pinsandaces.com. Click the link in the show notes to sign up for the Keeping It 100 golf tournament at our place, Dobson Ranch, on May 26th. Pins and Aces is going to be there with prizes, giveaways, whatever you want. Pinsandaces.com, PHNX. Is the promo code fifty percent off your first order and free shipping? I was uh, standing under the bright Arizona sun out there. The Arizona Cardinals mini camp today. I was fine. I had I uh, wasn't squinting. I was taking in practice. Perfect vision. Thanks to our friends over at Shady Rays because they've got those polarized frames that everybody loves, and they're at affordable prices. And that polarizing prices, they're at affordable prices. you got to get in on these Shady Rays. we got the best deal of the season, 50% off when you buy two or more pairs. Get in there now. For our listeners, you get that exclusive deal. Shady Rays giving out that uh, at ShadyRays.com using the code PHNX. You get 50% off when you get two or more pairs of glasses. You get 50% off. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars or by over 250,000 people, not Johnny, myself, and just the PHNX crew, giving the five stars to, to the Shady Rays. It's actually 250,000 people saying that these are legit. You got to buy some for yourself. You're not going to be buying like those boutique sun- sunglasses, those name brand, sun- name, name brand sunglasses like uh, Bayrands or Folkleys or anything like that. Those are actually collecting dust in my truck in place of Shady Rays. I love my Shady Rays. Check them out. Use the code PHNX at ShadyRays.com. Uh, love our Shady Rays. Love our mock drafts here at PHNX Cardinals. Yesterday, we posed a challenge to everybody in the chat. PHNX Cardinal, faithful, send us your mock. We want to see what the people want to see. And boy, oh boy, did you guys deliver. We got a ton of mocks. We tried to grab every single one of them between Bo and I's DMs, which, of course, are always wide open. Bo, should we jump into the mocks of the people? Yeah, let's do it. Let's start with the first ones. Bring it up here, Jacob. Dealer's choice. There we go. Solo wing pixie dropping some fire. Trading down. So this happened in all but one of our our listener mock drafts. Only one person sticked and picked. Everybody else traded down. So this is the one of many. Uh, Trading down to 13th overall pick. Making a deal with the Green Bay Packers. And... uh, including DeAndre Hopkins in this deal. So the Cardinals swap first round picks. They get a second round pick. They get a third round pick. 
and then they get a pair of twos, future twos. Uh, Miles Murphy, they utilized 13th overall pick. Johnny, you like that? Uh, I love it. Solo wing. Uh, I love the name, by the way. I also like... Um, Is that Star Wars nerd stuff? No, I, it makes okay. me think of the Wing King. Uh, so, <laughs> wing so King tra- right here, Saul Bookman. <laughs> I, that's that's a load of crap. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, you know what this is going to make me think of right now. What's We're going to be able to pour one out at the end of the weekend for all of the PFF mock draft darlings, like Anthony Johnson Jr. and Stetson yeah. Bennett. It's like there's always that group of like three to five guys that we all put in our mocks on day three, like. What if Anthony Johnson Jr. is like an undrafted free agent? He ended day three, and he was in everybody's mock. I love this. Stamp it. Put an A on it. Anytime you can recoup multiple seconds, three seconds, that's a fantastic trade. I don't care. You know, Green Bay can do what they want with D-Hop. And I love premium position is edge rusher with your first pick, John Michael Smith. You get an A. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, as you mentioned, edge, center, cornerback, edge, guard, cornerback i mean that is sweet sweet music right there uh great job by solo wing pixie uh, that's hilarious to think we're you're gonna see anthony johnson make a play on sunday night football like five years from now I'm like where the fuck do i remember that name from oh you mocked him in basically uh, mock every draft, PFF mock draft. <laughs> all right let's continue the mock draft of the viewer listener mock drafts thanks for sending these in let's get into this one producer jacob let's see the next mock draft noel F, he went uh, different. He didn't use PFF. He went down one pick with Indy. We don't have the trade details on this. Took Will Anderson Jr. out of Bama. Then at 34th overall, got Steve Avila at a TCU. The guard, Keely Ringo, local product at Saguaro. That's where part of the trade. So he got 35th overall with Indy. So Keely Ringo comes over at a Georgia. Then gets the future center, Luke Whippler, the Ohio State center, and then I don't know this running back too well out of Texas A&M, but in the third He's round, big. got an A plus out of it. I love it. I love it. A plus. What's not to like about this one? Oh, I told you yesterday. I think it's best case scenario. You trade down, you still get Will Anderson Jr. It looks like with the trade down, you got pick 35. Probably don't get anything more than that from Indianapolis. You take advantage of Chris Ballard uh, and Jim Ursay. You love to see it. And I, my two my two favorite players in this draft are Steve Avila and Will Anderson Jr. So. A plus going to be hard to beat that. Let's check out the next one here on the mock draft streets. Nadro J with a robust draft that includes almost double digit picks. Uh, looks like Could a trade. Nadraj. Down. Yeah. Nadraj. Okay. Nadraj, uh traded down from three to five, got Tyree Wilson. So made a trade with the Seattle Seahawks and the Seahawks. It looks like they gave up number five and 21. So he went heavy uh, additionally, he got pick 37 and 54. This is one of the most robust trade down scenarios <laughs> I have ever seen. He, he's got Tank Bigsby, who's I'm a big fan of. He got Luke Whipler at pick 54. We have some draft darlings for, for this fan base, don't we? Whipler is a fan favorite. Avila is yep. a fan favorite. Tank Bigsby's a fan favorite. There, there's a group of about five to ten guys that this franchise would love to see the, the Redbirds walk home with, Bo. I mean, to to take Seattle for this ride and, and get both their first rounders and and then some, uh, it would be a win. It would be a, yeah. an ultimate. Monty Austin Ford would be walking with his chest puffed out uh, very large after a deal like that and to pull back that draft capital. Another solid draft. Let's continue this mock draft. Vaughn. So this one, he's this is the one stick and pick we had. I respect it. 
He held strong, took Will Anderson Jr. third overall. He traded down in the second round. Look at that, though. Steve Avila was on the board, your guy, and Mm -hmm. Luke Whipler. So the interior of the Arizona Cardinals offensive line getting bolstered by those two big prospects. Uh, Then you get Tyreek Stevenson, the corner out of Miami. Jonathan Mango, big physical wide receiver. That's one of my guys in this draft. You put on the tape, you watch Mango play football, you'll fall in love with him. Got a little Anquan Bolden in him. So you get him at the third round, and then you get the defensive lineman out of Texas. Can't go wrong with this. W draft for Vaughn W. That's an A draft from Vaughn, 100%. A draft from Vaughn. I haven't seen anybody have a robust trade down outside the top 10. Let's see if this next mock draft uh, whet our appetite here. Who we got going in the next mock draft? uh, A Tuzkov. uh, A a uh, Tuzkov. He's out out of the top 10. He's taking Peter Skaronsky. Pick 12. Kudos to you, my friend. That's where Peter Skaronsky should be taken, just outside the top 10. Cardinals in the process of trading down that far. Looks like they're dabbling a little bit at pick 27. Interesting. So they get the big... Look, if Kansi makes it all the way down that that far, you know, even if they haven't pulled off a trade, if they don't get the trade done, you know, early in the draft, if they're able to trade back and get a defensive tackle prospect as athletic as Kansi, who we saw put on a show at the Combine with his speed and athleticism, that would be huge out of pit. I think there was another defensive tackle that was was pretty athletic coming out of pit a couple of years ago. Will no, McDonald out of Iowa State, another talented edge out of Iowa State. I said that, right? Tyreek Stevenson, another – we saw him go in the last draft out of Miami. And then Jalen Duncan, the tackle out of uh, Maryland. Nice little pick there in the third round. Yeah, you. I mean, these mocks, man. We've done so many mocks, they start to merge and, and mush your brain. But I love all these <laughs> mocks nonetheless. We got any more, Jacob? Let's see who's yeah, on we deck. Got a lot more. Let's. Joel, got like, our guy. Like I love nine it. more still. Nine more. Oh, Keep perfect. Let's do it, Johnny. We're gonna Joel, take this thing home. Joel, fan of the program, incorporates the D Hop trade. Love to see that. Christian Gonzalez, who I think is the number one corner on the Cardinals board, you get a trade down with Detroit. I think this is a very realistic package. Eighteen and a, and uh, next year. Uh, that's it. So they get their first and their 18th pick to go up three spots. I think Detroit would do that if they got their quarterback of the future. So he gets Christian Gonzalez, Miles Murphy, and two building blocks, bow for the defense with Anton Harrison being picked 27. Whipler, Kobe Turner. I mean, DTR, this is yeah. This let, is me, a let me just kiss this one. I mean, you get a corner, you get an edge, you get a yeah. tackle, you get your starting center in the future and a guard. I mean, that's... That was that was pretty beautiful, and then I know you like DTR. I'm a little lukewarm on DTR. Let's, nah, let's going to be right on to the next one. Uh, very good from Joel there. K1 Revenge Tour. Love the Twitter handle. Don't know your real name. I just went off the Twitter handle here. Another Christian Gonzalez, but this is a train down, not with the Lions, but down to 11 with Tennessee. If the, there was a team that our mock drafters traded with most, they were taking advantage of Monty Austin Sports' former club. Uh, ran Carthon there in Tennessee and getting a hall of picks this time. He gets the 11th overall pick. He gets the 41st overall pick. It's a third rounder and a future first. That's essential here. Christian Gonzalez gets Felix in the second round, the edge at a K state, your boy Avila and Whipler in the next two picks corner at a TCU and Hodges Tomlinson can't go wrong with this. I, I, uh, I, I don't like Malik Cunningham at the end. I just don't think he can play quarterback at the next okay, level. Okay, bro. Well, it's a six-round pick, so don't worry about it. Dabney in the chat. Let's fleece the Titans trade down. Hell yeah. 
Uh, big fan of this mock. A big fan of any mock with Tennessee because you're just going to get a smorgasbord of picks. And we've talked about it. The Cardinals view about four to six players in the same kind of category. You're assured to get one of those players at pick 11. Next up on the PHNX Cardinals. A lot of pressure here. A guy picking spreads. Or, All right, or let me break draft it. experts. Let me break it down. A minus yeah. on the trade. So he he takes advantage of the Titans as well. And he gets pick 41. He gets a first and a second next year. I think that's a very nice, realistic haul. Here's what's not realistic. Tyree Wilson, 11th overall. We I, That feels like a forced pick by pick and spread. How does PFF give that a C? I don't know. That that <laughs> pick and spread best <laughs> mock, baby. Love John Michael Smiths. Love Cody Mock. Um, love Mike Morris late in the draft. I love Darius uh, Rush there, too. In the yeah, round three. That, Corner from South yeah. Carolina. Very, very good mid-round picks for this team. Xavier Hutchinson's fine, even though he got got a couple Fs and a D minus. This this looks very similar to a lot of report cards I got. Did really well in language <laughs> arts, and uh, you know, and then you, you get the science and the math in there, and not yeah. looking so good. Not looking so good at these pink shades over my shoulder. And your bets co-host Shane Diefenbot about and to hit the road. Cancel that man's flight, so he has to go to Fort Beach tomorrow. <laughs> Let's continue here. Continue our mock draft. Uh, pick and spreads, solid performance there. I like the risks he took. It's somebody who's actually watching the film out there, not just going off what PFF is telling them. And I'm not saying all of our listeners or viewers do that, but uh, I like it. It's it's coming from his own knowledge, not what he's reading. Devon Witherspoon, another corner, top pick here, 10th overall. That's where they trade down. Uh, you got to love it, the boldness. Another trade, DeAndre Hopkins going to Philly in this one. Uh, but here are your top picks, Devon Witherspoon. And then you, their top pick in the second round, Felix Uzuma out of Kansas State, Steve Avila, Luke Whipler. Tell me if you heard that one before. Um, you, you got some impressive prospects here. There's old Anthony Johnson Jr. that we're going to forget about <laughs> after, after this weekend. I think right now the the draft darling, the, mac, the mock draft darling, is Steve Avila so far. That's the name yeah. to beat. That's the one I've seen so much. Um, kudos to all of you. That's the right choice. Is this the right mock draft coming up here? Next up in right, line. Let's get to Ryan D here. Ryan D. Oh, this no. Is, so this, this one's the superlative, superlative of spiciest draft by far. So he trades down with Washington, gives him the third overall pick. Cardinals go all the way down to 16. And who oh, do they select? Oh. Good old B. John Robinson going RB1 in round one. And then in the second round, takes Dewan Jones, the Ohio State tackle, Steve Avila, Maluk Whipler. Stop me if you've heard that one before. And then you've got uh, got some Clayton Toon all the way at the bottom, uh, trying to take a quarterback, a little flyer on a quarterback at the end of this one with some cornerbacks and some defensive linemen in the middle. I love it, Ryan D. I do. Uh, I just, I hope it doesn't come to fruition. I hope the Arizona Cardinals, the new regime, although Bijan Robinson is going to be a beast, they still have the luxury of taking a running back right now. That, that I mean, that, that 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 is shocking. That's one of the most shocking mocks <laughs> I've seen so far. I'm, I'm very much here for it, though. We know Kahn wanted Najee Harris. 16th overall. So, I mean, let's, let's party with Bijan. Uh, yeah. I, I would immediately embrace Bijan Robinson. If he became a member of the Arizona Cardinals, yeah, you're probably buying his Jersey, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I would, he'd get a single digit. Somebody would give him a single digit. He'd force his way into the top 10. 
Um, and it's not great for team building, but it's great for headlines and PHNX Cardinals. Speaking of great, let's check out the next mock draft. Four in the more PHNX. drafts remaining. All right. Oh, here, I got to do this one because you hate Paris Johnson Jr. How about I this? Trading, trading down from 3 to 11, you're netting pick 41. Love it. First rounder next year. Love it. Third rounder next year, and you're getting Paris Johnson Jr. and Osiris Torrance. Oh, my God. The, the 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 NFC West foes, the defensive lines will not sleep well. If the Cardinals are going to trot out Paris Johnson Jr. and Osiris Torrance, Bo Brock, they are a freight train from look, hell on the left side. Start them from day one. Look, the, the first four picks of this draft for the Arizona Cardinals, Paris Johnson Jr., Osiris Torrance, Mozzie Smith, might the, be the best Whitler. one. Michael Bidwell is going to have to widen the doors and, and also – make them a little taller for these massive men coming through the doors of the building for their, for their draft press conferences and beyond. I don't think this is realistic because of the Hopkins trade. That's my favorite mock draft. So far, if the car, Avila, Whipler, Paris Johnson, Jr. uh, Osiris Torrance. I mean, it's just, it's fantastic. Great job on that mock draft. Jared, I believe Uh, let's go on to the third to last Tay dropping in. Nice little one going down, trading with the Colts. One spot, Will Anderson Jr. Get Uzuma from the Kansas State in the second round, using that extra pick for Steve Avila. Then we got another trade here with Carolina. Uh, and you got Luke Whipler, Avila Whipler. You heard that before? Hodges Tomlinson. You got A.T. Perry out of uh, Wake Forest, the wide receiver. You got the big defensive lineman, Ojumo out of Texas. Another trade with the Browns, getting some more draft capital here. Uh, Good-looking draft here from our friend Tay, Johnny. Uh, Will Anderson Jr., a name we haven't seen too much on these mock drafts, Bo. I don't hate it. And it put this out there on Twitter. Like, I hope people... I hope we haven't romanticized the trade down so much so that if like we take Will Anderson Jr. third overall, like people are going to be disappointed. I, I still am going to be fired up by that by that uh, reality if that, that comes to fruition tomorrow. But I think this is this is great. Will Anderson Jr. and Steve Avilia, again, if you're able to net both those two players, Luke Whipler is in that category. I mean, Tony Pauline, if you just joined our show, said that Luke Whipler was going to be drafted by the Cardinals. So yeah. uh, it, uh, do the Cardinals know something we don't as it relates to, okay, they're probably not going to take him at 34, and they're and they pro- he probably won't be around by the time they're picking in the third round. Is there a pick that they're going to acquire here? in the next 24 hours that becomes Luke Whipler, I'm going to say yes. Yeah, second to last mock draft. Great job there by Tay. Uh, this is a Paris Johnson Jr. stand draft, so Love you got it. 11th overall. They dropped down to 11, uh, which our, our listeners and viewers did five times. Just some uh, mock draft analytics there. Just yeah. dropping it in on you. Paris Johnson Jr. at 11. You get Cancy out of Pittsburgh at 34. You get the big tackle out of uh, – or edge out of – at a Northwestern, who I loved watching play at the at the Senior Bowl, Whipler, Jonathan Mingo. This is a this is a solid draft. You DTR like baby. Yep, you get uh, Tank Bigsby playing some favorites, playing some hits here. If you're playing the hits, absolutely, you can't go wrong with this one. Love it, Cards fan eighty five. And here's our last mock draft. I've got one. I'll add uh, just uh, and I'll break it down. But this is the one you can watch visually. I don't know which. So this ESPN analytics. So they did a draft here. Uh, Paris Johnson Jr., another 11th overall pick, then takes the Mississippi State corner, Emmanuel Forbes, 34th overall. Tell me if you've heard this one before. before Steve Avila, <laughs> 41. Luke Whipler, 66. And then Jalen Duncan, the Maryland tackle, 96th overall. Pulling off a trade, third overall pick. 
uh, for a package of picks. Just got sent one, Johnny. Uh, this is from our friend Tom Bauer. He's mm. saying the Cardinals are going to trade down to eight with the Atlanta Falcons. They receive eighth overall pick, a sec, a future second round pick, and an extra second round pick, and a third round pick in the 2023 draft. Goes is that Paris all? Johnson. Dewan Jones out of Ohio State. So both tackles. You're bookending the Ohio State tackles there. Uh, pulling off a trade for DeAndre Hopkins. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Steve Avila, <laughs> Luke Whipler in round <laughs> two and three. Trevive, uh, Hodges Tomlinson. Then you got A.T. Perry, Tank Bigsby, and good old Anthony Johnson Jr. Before we forget that he exists on planet Earth. Great, great collection of mock drafts from our viewers and listeners. Big thank you to everybody that listens, watches the show, that's been a part of this draft coverage all off-season long. It's been a blast. Thank you for your mocks. Uh, lost in the shuffle. I apologize. Uh, I, I think we we got most of the mocks. Told you on social media we'd get to them. Uh, maybe we can jump in here. Evan L., he had Paris Johnson, Mozzie Smith, Uzuma out of Kansas State, Whipler. Did not go with uh, with the Whipler Avila package. Went with Hodges Tomlinson and, and Isaiah McGuire. Andrew Voorhees, he gets. I like that addition for a guard that's going to be kind of a, a pick and stash after he tore his ACL before the combine. Thank you all for submitting those. And want to remind everybody about our friends at OGs. There's so much more than gummies. And you know, if you're if you're stressed out about tomorrow and you're thinking the Cardinals aren't going to get enough for D-Hop, they're not going to be able to trade down, you know, pop in an OGs. They're all about the culture and everything we do, and they're truly about making experiences and weaving into the fabric of both PHNX and the sports that we talk about. I love all of their signature signature flavors, including the Aquaberry Sleep Edition, which has the best CBN-THC ratio to flavor your dreams. We know our guy Frank Sanders loves the orange creamsicles. Find them at your local dispensary, which is also here in Maricopa at OGsBrands.com. You got to be 21 and older to enjoy responsibly. Uh, I want to get to a couple of these super chats, Bo, because we missed these earlier. We said we we're going to do a short show today. Here we are at 70 minutes because, <laughs> again, the outpour of love and support has been immense. This is a perfect table setter appetizer ahead of, goodness, three full days of content. We cannot wait. Let's try this from our guy Han Shop first, friend of the program, 499 Super Chat. Bo Brock, you know, you can't do the Han Solo pose. Don't even try it. Would you feel better about Paris going third and D-Hop going to the Bills, gaining a second first rounder? Two first rounder picks would be a win in my opinion. Absolutely. I just, that would be I don't the, think the pick swap, right? Yeah. yeah. I, you know, Paris Johnson Jr. And then you're swapping 34 for 27. D-Hop goes bye-bye. I think the, the, the hard part for, for a lot of people to wrap their arms around in that reality is there are no more picks to be had. Right. You don't have a second then. You don't have an added second from a trade down. So you really got to feel good about Paris Johnson and who you take at 27, Bo. Let's go from Han to Han. Our guy Han Sagan jumping in here. Simmons has two of the best defensive plays in cards history. Of course, he got to go. Look, I mean, it doesn't come without its risk. I I, I don't, I, I mean, I, I believe that to where, you know, somebody with the right tutelage and right coaching. Isaiah Simmons could be a great player in this league, but as far as the consistency down to down basis, what it's going to cost to keep him in the house, it's pretty rich right now. And for the new regime, they have to pick up the tab on that. Uh, I think that's asking a little bit much. 
Last super chat of the show, our guy picking spreads. You saw his mock draft. Thank you so much for the $10 super chat. Uh, been an awesome draft season with you guys. Good luck on the show tomorrow. Unfortunately, I will be watching. I'll be live on TikTok, but I'll try to check in when I can't wait for the next three days. You're going to have your own TikTok channel going on, Pick and Spreads. If you want, go ahead, plug away in the chat. Uh, people who are on TikTok, I don't live on TikTok. more a Twitter guy myself, um, but you can plug away. TikTok, watch Pick and Spreads, I guess, live out there. <laughs> Check out Howard Balls or GoPHNX.com, the PHNX Cardinals beat reporter. Slam that promo code Howard, H-O-W-A-R-D. Howard's going to be hanging out with us at Four Peaks before he heads on over to Tempe to chat with Austin Ford and Gannon in the post- draft presser can't believe we're saying that we are less than 24 hours away now from the start of round one tomorrow come out four peaks i i've been told we're at max capacity that means nothing to me come out to four <laughs> peaks tomorrow 2 p.m to kick off to the, draft, the draft festivities code schmeyer foot code that four peaks <laughs> is ready for phnx cardinals takeover wear a phnx piece of merchandise you get a free brewski on Bo Brock and Johnny Venerable. We're going live right before the start of round one. Bo and I are basically going to be live for two straight days and a recap at the end of day three. We cannot wait. It's been a phenomenal draft season. You guys have made it all the more bearable as this team continues to give us, let's just call it no news. Uh, <laughs> we're going to get all the news. It's going to be a jam-packed 72-hour period, and you know where to tune into to get all your news information and entertainment as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals, it's PHNX Cardinals. Like, subscribe, leave us a five-star, turn that little bell on on uh, YouTube so you get that notification. If you can't make it out to the draft festivities, we are live tomorrow. Do not miss it. For Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow.